Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. Everybody's doing great. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, as always, on this 5th of July, which happens to be a holiday here. It's my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, uh, I'm clearly Rens Blayenberg today. This is what I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Michele. So, yesterday's 4th of July. Very, very, very great day. Nice day. And then today, I think a lot of people are off work. So, I hope you guys can enjoy some Thunder Talk. Today's show, we are going to talk about the trade value that each player on this team would have at the draft. We're going to discuss if Sam Presti has to win every trade. Is that a thing? Does he have to do that? And uh, we'll probably even touch on the NBA Finals, which start tomorrow night with a pretty fun matchup as long as we get some Giannis. So let's start yeah, with I know the, that you're let's start with about the finals. Very happy. Me? Yeah. Hawks resident Hawks hater here. <laughs> yeah. I I am actually. I hope that Giannis can play. Mm-hmm. If he can, then I think we're gonna get a great series. Yes. I think it could be very good. I think people are in fact like underrating the Bucks at this point. I think that the Suns have become America's team somehow. Mm-hmm. Everybody's on board with everything about them. They're like they're the feel-good story of the playoffs. And the truth is they haven't played a defense like Milwaukee's yet. Yeah. And I am excited to see what that looks like, especially if they can get Giannis as their giant free safety out there. Mm-hmm. And Drew Holiday's played better the last two games, which really helps. And Middleton can blow up and Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is going to pose a challenge to them too. He's played very well. Yeah, I wonder what what will change in terms of um, how the suppose that that Giannis plays. Of course, hmm. um, I don't know if it's uh, related uh, the fact that Drew Holiday was so efficient with the ball in his hands, going deep yep. into the paint and mm-hmm. taking some of the shots that probably when Giannis is there he will not have in the same he will not take in the same way because sure. of of the space that Yanis occupies when when he's on the court. So I wonder if this will be um, a weapon when Janis sits, when Yanis sits, because it, it clearly works. Um, Something clicked. But also like regular season, Drew Holiday was very good. Yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. very good. I mean the shooting the shooting has to fall uh, for them to be effective against Phoenix. And of course, um, I think that Aiton will be okay against Brooke Lopez, but I wonder uh, when and if um, Milwaukee goes small, then can he stay on Giannis? Can he defend him? Mm. Uh, to what degree? I mean, <clears throat> this is a new challenge for, for Phoenix. They, they played yeah. very well so far. But one thing is attack Zubac in pick and rolls and, yep. and facing one great wing defenders mm-hmm. uh, on, on the opponent team like Paul George. Maybe you can, you can count Beverly, but maybe not. Yeah. Phoenix has, um, sorry, Milwaukee has Yanis, Tucker, Drew Holiday, and Middleton. Yeah. That is incredibly tough. Yes. Yeah. They've got, yeah, I, I would favor the favor. The Suns are favored. I mean, that's who the Vegas favorite is. Yeah. And they should be. But I don't know. If there's no Giannis, I think it's like it's it's over. It's, it's done. If Giannis it's can play, over. <clears throat> if Giannis can play at 
anything above 80%, I think the Bucks have a real shot to get there. Yeah. So, uh, let's take a look at this. Well, let's let's do this, Michaela. Let's let's talk about the the comment from Jonathan Gavoni. This was a couple weeks ago. I think it was right after the lottery. Yeah, happened. He they were discussing. He and Zach Lowe were discussing the Thunder's position and how they could. I think Zach Lowe's words are trade a kajillion draft picks to get the number one pick or something like that. Yeah, and. Jonathan Gavoni made just kind of a, a statement of like he doesn't think they'll do that be, just because Sampressi has to win every single trade. And yeah. <clears throat> I just was curious your thoughts on that topic. Well, it's um I, I completely disagree with that, especially as of late. Um I mean you can say that Presti wants to win every single trade, especially if you look back at the past, I don't know, past year. I mean, yeah. was Al Orford trade a trade that Presti necessarily won at the time? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, it was a good trade for both sides. Mm-hmm. So was the Kelly Uber trade with Golden State. And yeah. you can say the same about Minnesota. They gave up a lot to to climb to get Pokushevsky. And it's all about, to me, your goals. And... Mm-hmm. If you are in a tiny market like OKC and you have a very limited amount of assets in order to get to the point where you want to be, like think about Oladipo, for example, think about, uh, I don't know, NS Kanter or uh, or even like trades like that, you have to squeeze, you have to, you have to win the trade. Otherwise, I mean, what are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. but it's not that, I don't think that Presti will ever say no to a trade because the overall consensus is that he's losing or he's giving up too much. Sure. That to me is completely wrong. And and again, oh, last year was like a proof that, that that was not the case. I mean, Presti, quote unquote, lost trade in the moment and, and, and even exposed. Like, think about Reggie Jackson. Was that a good trade? I don't think so. I mean... <laughs> was not a good trade then and it's not now was Ennis Hunter trade good maybe so it's it makes it made sense at the time but at the time it wasn't in a position where he could negotiate and I mean he had to do some moves right now he has a gazillion picks yep. and he has no rush whatsoever mm-hmm. I mean same with Paul George I mean when you have leverage if you lose the trade you're not good at your job, period. If you don't have leverage, like you want to have another pick, you don't care about uh, necessarily about um, Danny Green, what's your leverage? Like it's, and Philly yeah. probably had other trades uh, on on their plate and that was the most favorable. Like I, I think that the concept is is wrong because if you think that your GM is trying to win the trades and not to do the best for your team, then he's not a good GM. And Presti is for sure one of the best GMs in the league. So I really don't think that that is uh, a good assessment uh, of what Presti does. Um, again, he wants to extract value. Thank God he does. <laughs> like this right. is exactly his job to 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 make the most of his team. Yeah, I agree. I, I think for sure you can check the Poku trade, check the Uber trade for sure, and say, you think that that was the most value? I mean, even at the time of the trade, Alex and I had a lot of conversations about Kelly Oubre mm-hmm. and the value. And you can go go roll the tape back. At the time of the trade, it was like this was not a superb deal for a wing scorer like Kelly Oubre. Yeah. So, I mean, it's he will do what's best, and he also we have to know that the amount of picks the Thunder have is unprecedented. Yeah, and there will be a trade that's done where you're like, "Whoa!" Like here's Sam pushing some chips in. Yeah, like he 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 can never push all the chips in until like years down the road, just because there's too many. But I would not be shocked. To, to hear on draft night, the Thunder are offering a record number of draft picks to trade for pick three. 
you know, something like that, where it's just like the Thunder are pushing some chips in. And it may even yeah. seem like a bad deal, just depending on what it looks like. But the, the thing about it is, and I've been saying this, and I just want to, I'm going to keep saying it until it actually happens, is the reason you get all these picks is so you can get what you want. Exactly. Like, go get what you want. And the Thunder will never be able to use all these picks to put, um, they'll never be able to use all these picks to just form a roster. There's just, there's just no way. There's too many guys. There's too many picks. And they already have yeah. guys on the team that they like. So you have to eventually use them. You have to eventually cash them in. And you have to eventually do something that people are going to be, even like raise their eyebrow at, to get the guy you like. And I can't sit here and pretend to know the guys that they like in this draft. I can't sit here. I can make guesses. I can look at who they've selected recently and make a guess based upon that. But I have no idea what their team thinks. And the mm -hmm. people that act like they think they know what the team thinks, I'm sorry. Like, you, Please don't listen to that. Don't listen to those people. You think the Thunder are calling Chad Ford. You think the Thunder are calling anybody and saying, hey, we really like this guy. Let me show you our draft board. Like, give me a break. There are teams that do that. There are teams that absolutely will tell you who's on their draft board. But the people that pretend that they know the Thunder's draft board, like, you've got to be really careful. Yeah. And if you think, and people that say, I think the Thunder would really like this guy or they really like that guy, be very careful. Because that's not the case. They don't know. They don't know for sure. There's just no yeah. way. The Thunder are very tight-lipped about a lot of things, and especially at the draft. So just, I just want you guys to be careful with, with any of that kind of stuff because just, I just don't think there's any chance that that stuff is true. It could be smoke screens. It could be agents talking. It could be lots of things happening. There are so many things. As we found out with Micic, right? Mm -hmm. There's so many messages out there that aren't true and you have to sift through things and you have to just make sure before you go. And then the Thunder will, I mean, nobody really knew the Thunder were going to take Westbrook. A lot of people thought Cameron Payne was going to the Thunder because he got a promise yeah. and that ended up being true. Uh, Reggie Mitch Jackson McGarry. was also I mean, one. Mitch nobody. McGarry. Nobody thought about that at the time. Mitch McGarry, Josh Eustace. Yeah, well, Eustace. Like no one knew. No one yeah. saw that coming. It was like, what? I mean, just watch the draft. It watched the draft with Woj or Shams on, and right when it gets to the Thunder, everything stops. Yeah. That happens every year. The leaks yeah, stop. Yeah, probably Poku was one of the quickest, if I remember correctly. That was the worst kept secret. And yeah. it was quite obvious. And we like we deduced a lot of things to get there, right? Like yeah. We made a lot of deductions to get there, and even with Maladon, like we yeah. made deductions to get to that one too. These are players that seem to fit where they're headed. Yeah, and you can you can do the same deductions with this current draft. Who are the most skilled guys? Who are the guys that have mul multiple tools that are high upside? Yeah, those are probably the guys the Thunder are looking at. Rens Blayenberg. Yeah, right. Obviously. <laughs> you can make a list of the players that all fit that criteria, and I'll bet you the Thunder are going to take somebody from that list. Yeah. Like that's how that's how you do it. Yeah, but, but back with the main point of Kivonia, I, I don't want to, I mean, he clearly has his info and intel, and um, but again, I mean, even if OKC doesn't put everything on the table, it's not because they don't want to lose the trade. It's because the value proposition is not there. We were discussing that about Kisper, for example, uh, yeah. on Thunder After Dark, which I suggest everyone to to check out because it's uh, where we do all our draft coverage. Mm -hmm. But like trading up for Kispert, is that good value? Um, is Kispert worth two first round picks? If the answer is yes, like if you think that a guy like Jalen Suggs or Jalen Green is a top 10 player in this league in the future, then he's worth six first round picks. That is that is like yeah. the value. And so if you offer five, which has never been done for a pick probably uh, in the past 
10, 20 years, yeah. uh, then that's the evaluation that can yeah. be wrong, can be very well wrong. But but it's not like because they, if they offer less, it's not because they want to lose. If they offer more, it's not that because they want to spend uh, the picks just because they have them. It's because the evaluation that you do is exactly that one. Mm-hmm. Like, think about Doncic. Uh, say that Atlanta asks for three first round picks mm-hmm. and you don't do it, then your evaluation is wrong. If you yep. do it with, with four, it's not that you overpaid. It's just your assessment, your evaluation of Doncic is quite different. And, and, and again, great job by Dallas by saying, well, we want to, we offer one or two, whatever they offered. And, and that was it. Like, yeah, swap the pick plus an additional first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and, I am, and today, I am I mean, so intrigued. Yeah. I'm so intrigued today, by what yeah. they do. Yeah, me too. Me too. And again, I have no idea what it would be. Well, I really don't. They obviously will draft, I don't know, Josh Kitty with uh, pick number six. <laughs> That won't happen. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't I, be shocked. I, I would be. I would be a bit, to be honest with you. Uh, there would. I mean, he. But he's the kind of guy. Like he's he's yeah. thundery. He's on the list. We talked about the list of players, and we can make a a quick list of players that fit that fit this. Cade, Mobley, Green, Suggs on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaminga's probably on the list. Scotty Barnes probably on the list. Uh, Franz Wagner probably on the list. Um, Alpern Shangun on the list. Moses Moody on the list. Yeah. Uh, Giddy on the list. Uh, Usman Garuba probably on the list. Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Tune in. Tune into our Garuba pod. Uh, that's about as deep as I go, like with certainty. Uh, Zaire mm-hmm. Williams probably on the list. Yeah. I think he's on the list. Um, Even if OKC has a tendency not to draft, I, I don't know how they feel about guys that don't succeed at what they do. I know. Because yeah. that is something that you have to keep in mind. I don't know. If you go back to their draft picks, um, they, they are either mystery, like Darius Baisley, for example. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall, and maybe you do. Well, Terrence Ferguson, but that was... Uh, very different uh, strange situation but zary yeah. williams also strange situation yes like we can't yes. we cannot uh say that it wasn't so yeah yeah but he's the closest because otherwise i mean i don't know if if this is this fit completely their mo but i mean he's clearly interesting and super talented mm-hmm. and if you put it together that is a guy that if you get it at 18 then yes. I mean, at six, no. No, you don't. No. no. 18. Perhaps even 16. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this draft, uh, I think, has a lot of depth to it through mid-20s. There's going to be lots of hits. There's going to be... I just see a lot of prototypes of, of players that will fit the league that will play. Yeah. And it's pretty exciting. It's exciting to have three of a shot to get three of those guys or two of those guys or however many it is. But these guys can play. Like you get to even like Jared Butler, Garuba. Like those guys are going to be probably available at 16, 18. But that's great. That's great value. Kai Jones at least <laughs> has like extreme upside. Yeah. You know, with regards to the way he plays and what he does. I mean, there's there's some real stuff in this draft. I mean, I don't think the Thunder would draft Chris Duarte, but Duarte is going to be available, mm-hmm. and he's going to play. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's really something. This is this draft is is probably similar to last year's draft with the depth that's there, but with like the way higher upside guys at the top. Which is great. And like we said, every single year, without fail, the top five is wrong. Yeah. And this and this year will not be an exception to that. At five years down the road, we will look back and and it will be wrong. That's yeah. how it will go. 
And you can look back through the history of the draft. It's always wrong. Yeah, and even go, uh, I was still thinking about trading up, moving picks and stuff like that. Um, I cannot be certain of that, but there were rumors that OKC was desperate, not desperately, but they were trying to get in 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 top three in last year draft. And I'm sure that they offered quite a lot to do that and the word was well they really like lamello and stuff like that well suppose that like going back um like four for some picks for lamello ball like are they worth probably probably so probably so so. i mean it's um again i wonder like okc can do many things i wonder what they will do and um and yeah trading up trading up in these drafts is probably hard uh, as mm-hmm. it was like trading up in the top three last year mm-hmm. but we'll see it'll be tough it's not it's not I, I wouldn't i would it's just still more likely that they're picking at 6 16 18 than it is that they're trading but there's always the chance uh, i just want to go through like the last five drafts mm-hmm and just we don't have to talk in detail because I'd like to move on to our, our main topic. But like you look at the 15 draft Towns, D'Angelo Russell, Okafor, Porzingis, Mario Hazonia. Wrong. 2016, Ben Simmons, uh, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, Dragon Bender, Chris Dunn. Wrong. 2017, Markel Fultz, Lonzo Ball, Jason Tatum, Josh Jackson, De'Aaron Fox. Wrong. Very wrong. 18. Aiden, Bagley, Doncic, Jaron Jackson, Trey Young. Wrong. 2019. Zion, Morant, RJ Barrett, DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland. Maybe the closest to right that yeah. we have. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think that that could be actually right. That, that may be the first one where you're like, respectable. Like, I get it. Uh, yeah. We don't know who will work Stop. out. Yeah, top four. I'm not sure I do any changes to that. Yeah, five. Maybe that's maybe that's five, the only then, one. Yeah, who's behind Garland? That can I mean Culver? Of course not. Reddish? Yeah, no. Of course not. Um, Hero? No. Are you just done with Hero? Are you out? No, but I wouldn't uh, today. If you ask me to pick him ahead of Garland, I would probably say no. Mm-hmm. They are in the same ballpark, and Hero had a down season, whereas Garland had an one that's trending upwards. So, mm-hmm. Bull Bull? of course. <laughs> Maybe I'm, was MPJ in the previous draft? Yeah, yeah, previous draft. Yeah, then, then maybe this is it. Actually, maybe maybe we give them credit. Maybe we give the uh, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Knicks, uh, Hawks, and Cavs credit there. Yeah, but it was pretty. I mean, top three was pretty set. And top three was like set in stone. Yes, but still, even the set in stone stuff doesn't always work. It's not always right. Yeah, exceptional draft, very well done, NBA. Last year, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, Lamelo, Patrick Williams, Okoro. It's going to be wrong. It's it's already probably wrong. Uh, in Halliburton should be there. Yes, no question. Pokushevsky uh, will be there. Poku will be there at number one. Easy. Uh, but there's there's a lot of guys in here that you could say. But it's it's not bad. That's not bad. No. Uh, Wiseman, we don't know. It's too early to say. It's really too early to say anything on this. But like, I think candidates that could or should be there. I wouldn't give up on Killian Hayes. Tyrese Halliburton is there. Uh, yeah. Sadiq Bey is a very good player. RJ Hampton has shown some stuff in Orlando. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. Uh, Jaden McDaniels, yeah, twenty-eight. Like that's he's a player, man. Like he really is. And there's lots of good role players as we've talked about. You know, Tillman is just amazing. One of my favorite guys. Uh, Devin Vassell is is good. Uh, Isaiah Stewart. Turns out that pre-draft shooting videos are important, but not that important. Uh. This is true. <laughs> maybe he tanked. Remember that. Maybe he tanked on purpose. Who knows? No. No. I don't think so either. But I think he's good. Yeah. I think, I think. By the way, as far as you got a guy, can I take a moment to celebrate Italy going to the Olympics? That take as much time as you want. I mean, 
I, I know it's not NBA basketball. Uh, I know there there was probably no NBA player. Uh, maybe maybe Bielica can be thought as an NBA player as of today. But it was Nico Mannion uh, playing for Italy, uh, Italy yeah. against Serbia, and it was a great game. It was really an amazing game. Um, Italy just just played an amazing game defensively and hit so many trees like this guy Achille Polonara who plays in Acebe uh, he made like five on five from three in his first five shots which was like insane and Micic Micic played very bad he was probably hurt Uh, well good yeah yeah Yeah, go back to Europe (laughs) stay there man yeah Uh, Petrushev was interesting you you want to talk about your brother uh yes yes okay yes i have a brother um and he is my age um it's um his name is paulo Marin, so not the same surname you will you can search for it uh on twitter and say it again say it slower uh paulo p-a-o-l-o um and his surname is d-a L M O L I N. Um, I hope I spelled it correctly. Uh, <laughs> and basically, he's with my family since he was a kid. Uh, so he's my brother. Um, yeah. And and he's an uh, he's an athlete. He does track and field, 110 meter hurdles, and and he had a very difficult career. Uh, when he was 24, 25, he won a medal in the European Championships. And since then, uh, it's been eight years, uh, and he got into injuries after injury after injury every season, and he couldn't complete anything. And and everyone was telling him, just, just quit. I mean, just be a trainer or change job. It's not for yeah. you. He mm-hmm. didn't have any sponsor. Um, and... And he fought hard. And a week ago, there were the Italian championships and he made the best uh, time uh, in the history of our country in 100 meter hurdles. So, and he won the, and he had the pass to go to the Olympics. So it was a, it was a very, very good moment uh, for my family. And it was very emotional. And it's a story that tells you that if you give up, you gave up. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's right. But sometimes when you look back, uh, you may regret it. And um, I, mean, I mean, this is his story, so everyone is different. But the fact that he was able to fight extremely hard for years of no results whatsoever, no gratification whatsoever, just losses, just doors that were shutting on his face, and be able to represent Italy on the best uh, moment, best event in sports. Yeah, it's world stage. Yeah, it's huge. It's unbelievable. And so... It's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. It's so great. Uh, let's go to the stream before we take a quick break. We have No Limit here. We have Buster Nakamoto in Alabama. We have Garrett in Orlando. We have Matty Moles in San Antonio. Uh, we have Fitness 2018 saying, what do you think about a Kemba to the Knicks trade that looks like them having cap space and picks? Sure. Sure, if they want him. Yeah. It doesn't take much. Yep. Uh, Grant in Juniper, Florida. We have Andrew Martin saying, roll tide. We have Hoopstock 69. <laughs> he said the fourth was beautiful from the moon. We have Trevor Halbach in Tulsa. We have... Uh, Mikolaj from Poland. Polish Thunder family. So cool. Uh, Tyler Rebert is here. We have Phil in France. We have Tom on Booknight Island. <laughs> we have Pedro in Brazil. We have Kirk T on the Josh Giddy train. We have Paul Chi in Jamaica. We have Augusto. Uh, <laughs> he says Boo Night. We have Twice God in Altus. He's got the Vrins train on full blast. Do you know anything about him? No, I, no, I absolutely know, not. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I know nothing. Six eleven point guard is all yeah. I know. So shot, shot, shot looks okay. I watched uh, like five minutes of highlights, which doesn't amount to anything serious. But 
the shop yeah. looks good. Yeah. He's very thin. Very, very yeah. thin. Yeah. Uh, we have Yoni in Israel. We have uh, Jess, African Kiwi, who is in Perth, Australia. It's 2.30 a.m. She can't sleep. So she's listening to us. So thank you, Jess. Uh, loyal listener, Jess. So awesome. Uh, Poku Shay Dort Gooey says this is his favorite down to dunk. Thanks. Uh, let's see. This is from Taylor. It says longtime listener, first time commenter here, but I love and appreciate the pod. Currently a junior at OU majoring in Spanish, Italian, Spanish and Italian, looking for advice on becoming a scout. Any tips? Thunder up. Any well, tips? Watch games. And don't watch for the ball when you do when you do watch games. Watch for other mm-hmm. stuff and go back, repeat, and try to get as many games as you can. Uh, Diogo in Portugal. Uh, let's see. We had a commenter. I had to kick out of here. A lot of people are commenting on that. We have Tommaso Ferro. Uh, thanks everybody for joining. Jordan Riddles in T Town. He, let's see Kevin Chen saying congrats to him and your family so thank cool. you uh, yeah hope you guys are doing great we'll be right back after this quick break looking for an assist with your credit card but you can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24-7 US based live customer service from Discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And we're back after that quick break. Uh, McKelly, I had an idea because everybody likes to talk about what if we trade this for that? Can we get this? Can we get that? Can we get that pick? Can we trade this player? And I thought it'd be fun. to uh just talk about if what these what the players on the current thunder roster are worth with regards to trading up in the draft and like what kind of draft pick range we could expect if a particular player was on the table so let's start at the top we got to start with shay what pick range do you think shay is worth uh what would you say let's talk first what range do you think he should be in as far as it, like what what trade is there? But then perhaps w- what would you be willing to trade him for as well? Um, well, if you look from uh, to me, the point is I wouldn't trade him for less than the number one pick and maybe even 
pause on that end. I've kind of landed on that I wouldn't trade him for any pick in this draft. That's kind yeah. of where that that is where I have landed because he's very good. He may yeah. I think he's better today than like some of the hardened stuff we saw in his last year in OKC. And oh, that doesn't mean he's oh, going to be better. Oh. That doesn't mean he's going to be better than Harden because yes. Harden got really, really good. Yes. Once he got to the Rockets and was given his own team. So I don't want I don't want anybody to think like I think he's going to be hardened and better. I don't even know if he's going to be hardened, but there was just some stuff that he did this past year that just makes me say like I'm not. Am I a hundred percent sure Cade can do all of that and eclipse it? Yeah, I'm not. I am I'm not, not sure. I'm, I am not sure. No, the the only point is to me. There's no way that if you think about the value that Shea will provide in the next three years yeah. and the value that Cade can provide in his rookie year, I don't think we are there. I mean, that there is a huge, stark difference. Mm-hmm. The only reason why you would do a trade like that is because you think or you feel that you have just two, three years with Shea, whereas you can have eight with Cade. Sure. There, if you think about that, then the value starts to to be more in favor of well maybe I'll do that because if you Why pay, they only have three years he's not gonna I mean he's gonna sign an extension for longer than two years yeah but say that did he sign uh, he's gonna four ask year. out no okay I can't a three do plus that. one okay. like four year with a player option on last yeah. year if that is what maybe. is on the table like yeah. if you have just four years with a player option then I think that you have to think about that. So mm-hmm. to me, it would be great if OKC has some clarity on Shea in terms of negotiation, because to me, he's For a sure. flat out max five years, trade kicker, whatever, but five years. If he says yes to that, there's no way that I trade him for anything in this draft, anything. Yeah. If the answer is no, then, or, well, I have to think about it. I was thinking about three plus one or four plus one, then, then you start to think like, Really? Like, it's it's complicated because, yeah. I mean, but in the end, I would probably never pull the trigger just because with that, con- he will sign a contract. And yeah. next year, his value would be so much better than this year to me that you could get more than Cade in terms of value. So, um, possible. yeah, yeah, I think that, I mean, think about guys that that have been traded over the past 12 months like shay is younger and he's if you have to choose today between Drew holiday and shay you probably pick even if you are milwaukee and you're trying to win a championship you probably pick shay yeah probably so yeah he does he provides something that they don't have oh yeah yeah, and he's improving. And, and I'm stop. I, I want everyone to stop doubting Shea. I mean, Shea is improving constantly. Every single year is doing something more. So why should we? Yeah. Yes, it's it's not fair for for us to ask that he improves. But even if he does whatever he did over the first twenty five games to a full season, he's a top fifteen, top twenty player in this league. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not. Every guy taken in this top five will be that. No, nope. some of the, I think some of them will. I think possibly his his value. Like if you were, I think you could be enraged if he's traded for anything that's like four or below. I think that you have to like. I don't think this will happen, but I don't think that we can be surprised about it either. Be surprised if he's traded for one of the top three picks. That's where you get in the range of like, okay, like this is a huge gamble. It's an absolutely gigantic gamble mm-hmm. to do it, but I can get it. Like if, but it if doesn't make thunder- sense in terms of value. Like if it's just one pick, I would be enraged no matter where the pick is. Yeah, because I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that it's un- anything other than that is unreasonable. I, I can get I can get there with the top three. I don't think they should do it. I wouldn't do it, but I can I can get there. Like I can get like the logic behind it, especially if it's listen. Like we wanted a long shot. Like give us several years mm-hmm. 
to make this plan happen. And Shay does not allow that. And maybe yeah. they think Jalen Green is going to be the next oh. coming of Kobe Bryant or whatever. Yes, but it's too early. Anyway, like if you think that Shay, so you have to, to uh, and I know that we are spending like half of this section just to talk in Shay, but it's important. It's the most important one. There, yes. There's not a whole so, lot else to talk about, to so be honest. You have two different paths here, yeah. path here. One is Shea next year will be extremely good. So OKC will be so much better than we anticipate. And he's around 35, 36, 38 wins yeah. in the West. If that happens, he is worth a, like an absurd amount of picks. Sure. If that happens. If that sure. doesn't happen, then you are probably where you want to be. Maybe you don't get number one pick, but if you have luck like Toronto had, then you may may have. Um, a good pick so either way trading him now to me doesn't make any sense from from a value standpoint i mean either you think that and again i don't think that k can be had either you think that jalen green and i refuse to think about that about him in that way or even mobley and again i refuse to think about him as a um franchise altering player mm-hmm or it doesn't make any sense. Like to me, it's it would be extremely weird, and unless he says, "I'm out, I'm not signing the contract," then yes, of course yeah. you do it. But I don't think that he's there. I don't where, think that's where, happening. Like yeah. n- basically, he can go play for the Knicks. This is probably yeah. the, the one team where he can go and sign a max. But why, like? Yeah, there's no great team that has like easy ways to get him. Yeah, you can always do a signing trade, but why? Like, it's uh, to me, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I've kind of landed in the spot that I just don't think it makes sense to trade him, and I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying we can't be shocked or surprised because I will. had we had a really in-depth look at James Harden at the time and like had all the tools available to us that we have today, I think we would have both been like, you cannot trade James Harden. Like you have to keep him. But the I will not accept anything less than this and I will probably want to go in another direction thing happened, which and is it, relevant. It is, but also I think we would have... I. If I had all the tools and everything that I have available to me today that I have now, mm-hmm. I would have been kicking and screaming yeah. about that trade. And, and you would have been right. Yeah. So that's the point. If That was a mistake because they didn't get enough. a huge mistake. They didn't get enough I, value. If they got a trade similar to the Harden <laughs> trade for Shea, obviously we know that's a bad deal. But even if it's just the number three pick... I could understand it, but like the whole fan base should be kicking and screaming about it because it is a massive gamble on somebody that might be good, could be great, could be, but I, I think that Shea can be great. I think he can be a great player. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I go so far to say that he's untouchable, but he's pretty, he's as close to that as it gets. Yeah. I don't, I don't think the Thunder have an untouchable. I think that they that everything is considered. So, uh, okay, next player. I think the next player with the highest value is Lugan Stort. He's got a great contract. Hmm. Interesting. He's, he's ready to play now. He has definable NBA skills where he can go help pretty much any franchise out there. Uh. The range where it starts to make sense for other teams, I would say, is around nine. Mm-hmm. And the question I have for you, McKelly, is let's say the Kings get on the phone with the Thunder and they say, hey, we'd like to trade you the ninth pick straight up for Lou Dort. What would you do? Um... I know that everyone will hate me right now, but I would probably say yes. I would say no, just because I don't want to send Lou to to the Kings. But 
um, to I me, know. to me, if you the ninth pick has very good odds to get a rotation player and a starter out of it. Mm-hmm. So it's where Lou Dort is. Now, either you think that Lou Dort is worth more than that, like that he is a borderline all-star, and I am not there. I can see a path for him to be there. But, I mean, I wouldn't... I would probably consider heavily... If if you give me seven, if Golden State, which it never happens, it will never happen, uh, but say that, that Golden State calls you with seven, I would say definitely yes. If they call you for 14, I would say definitely no. Everything yeah. in between nine and 11, it's probably where Lewis' value is. And I don't know if there is a team that will spend a pick like that. I don't think there is. I don't think that t- other teams will see Ludort as a as a guy that connect to you that that you you can pay like a top ten for some pick. And on the like on the contrary, for rookies, it doesn't make any sense to trade him for number fourteen because there the average outcome is a rotation slash good bench player. Which is something that you already have. Like unless you have a player that you really, really want to draft, and he's there, and say that 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 you have six, and no one wants to trade with you between six, between seven and and thirteen, mm-hmm. and Moses Moody is there, and he's your guy, and you really, really want him, then then it's okay. Then it's a okay trade to make, but. But it, it needs to be very specific for the player you're targeting. It's not like any f- any pick number 14 is okay for Ludort. Yeah. Yeah, I would not do it for 14. I am not certain I would do it for 9. I, I just don't know who I love there at 9. Where I would say, yes, I am certain they will be better than Ludort. And I will do that. Um, I mean, maybe if Davion drops there, yeah, you could just talk yourself into it. No, I don't like him. Um, Moody is is definitely one where I could see it. Mm-hmm. Moody's got better size. He's a better shooter. He's not as athletic as Lou, which mm-hmm. is kind of part of the problem. He's not a bowling ball of force. You know, he's not that. Uh, Giddy. Like basically, would you trade Ludor for Josh Giddy? I don't know. I would probably would trade you... him for Book Knight. Probably. Okay. Okay. I, I'm intrigued by by Book Knight. The fact that he can really score, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 hard. Um, Moody is probably the one that makes the most sense, uh, and. And probably Definitely. also Alperen Shengun. I, I I think the Shengun has potential to be to Gosh, be useful. He just feels like a Thunder player. There's just so many things about him that feel very thundery to me. And I'm this is just doing the deductions that I did last year. But like he can pass. He's pretty yeah. decent athlete. He's big. The thund- you know, Sam Preston and his team have liked players like this in the past. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing and- because of Ryan B's comment. <laughs> In the chat. Uh, is David Mitchell older than Lou Dort? Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Uh Davion's gonna be older than a lot of guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... yeah, we did a we did a podcast about Davion. Yeah. I I like him. I think he's gonna be good. I think he's gonna be good at yeah. the NBA level. Yeah. I don't I don't know if he'll be there. I know the I know Golden State, like that's a real thing. Yeah. So yeah. I I love Lou and the relationship with he and Shay is real. Yeah. That is some, too, that is something, is something that you, you don't want that to be the main reason because you don't trade him, but also you don't want to not think about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And Lou's good. Like he's definitively good. Like he's he's a he's a good player. Uh okay. Let's go to Poku, who's like the wild card of our lives. Like this, this will sound stupid, like extremely stupid. I cannot wait to hear it. I just, but, I am on the edge of my seat waiting to hear what this is. But if is. it's like, 
suppose that Poku enters the draft again after what we saw last year. Oh, yeah. He's younger than basically any everyone except for two or three players. Um, yeah. I would probably draft him sixth or seventh in this draft. I probably have... I don't know about Kuminga, for example. I, I don't trust Kuminga yeah. by... like. Uh, to me, saying that, that Poku is a bust, but Kuminga will succeed is completely preposterous. They, they have the, the same <laughs> chance... Like they're they're very much the same, except for like the explosive athletes. Yeah, and then but but Kuminga has size. Like Kuminga is lights, like like he's years behind Pokushevsky in terms of feel and passing IQ. So oh yeah, they're very different. Like like kind of players. Yeah, to me, Pokushevsky have shown flashes in the league, like playing against grownups. That I mean. It's it's still to be seen with 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 Kuminga, and he's younger because Kuminga is probably quite older than what he is. So I wouldn't try. To, I wouldn't pick Poku before Suggs or Green or Mobley. I'm hesitating a bit. Uh, I don't. I really don't like. If Kuminga's age is what they say it is, he's younger than Poku. Yeah, I know. Um, but but Poku is is younger than Cade, Mobley, Green, Suggs. Uh, Franz Wagner, Jalen Johnson, <coughs> Shengun is younger. Bless you. Yeah. Uh, Moody's younger. Yeah, Kai Jones is older. Giddy's younger. There's like a. I guess we can just go through the list. Like Jaden Springer, Giddy, uh, Keon is close. They're about the same age. Yeah, I mean and he's then, super yeah. duper young. So yeah. to me, he's I would. That's why I was surprised when he said Lou Dort in terms of value. I don't think that Pokushevsky has less value than Lou Dort to, yeah. to OKC like, and to any other team that is rebuilding. Like if you yeah. ask a team like Orlando, would you trade eight for Poku? They would probably say yes. I don't know that they would. I would. I would. <laughs> I like I agree. Somebody asked me that question. I answered it on Twitter today. Like, what's Poku's range if he was in this draft? I said seven to fourteen. Yeah. No, seven to ten. That's like sixteen. Come on. He's like fourteen. I said fourteen. No, you said sixteen. I did. Yes, he'd be. I'm reading oh, wow. right now. He'd be in the seven to sixteen range. No. Oh, I did. There, yeah. There's no way that a team like the Spurs, after what they saw, pass on Pokushevsky. I don't think there is a chance. What if, yeah. What if he just plays in like a better league in Europe? And we don't know about his NBA chops. Well, that 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 is uh, something that I, I don't know. I mean, uh, what, what's That's the... kind of what I was thinking in the 16. Like, I, he could slip that far. But he played in the league. That's the point. He did. Yeah. I mean, if you have this information, yeah. then... Yeah, I, I take him above. I would definitively take him above Keon, Franz Wagner, Jalen Johnson, Davion, Book Knight, Moody, Kispert. Definitively. Yeah. And for all my stat readers out there who didn't watch him play, go watch him play. Go see what he did. Go watch a game. Go pick a game from early in the season and see the treachery that was there and then go watch one go watch the clippers game and then tell me that's not a different guy yeah because the way that he was able to navigate screens navigate the opposing defense by the end of the season was so vastly different he had learned so much and he had developed so much that there are things there and he has upside there that you won't be able to find at at 10 no that you won't be able to find at 13. That won't be there. It absolutely won't be there. And I I don't I don't know. I mean, he may end up being one of the better guys on this Thunder team, period. And and I want to to push back on what Mac Grace 100 uh, just said in the in the in the draft in the in the chat. He says 15-20 range we are sometimes guilty of overvaluing the players on this team. Yes, we are. But the guy like Sam Cini said 
as much that he is the wild card that he has the upside to be one of the best player in that draft so i mean when you hear i mean i, I remember uh the first podcast that you did with sam Vicini and there was a player that i don't remember the name it was uh from virginia he played for dallas then philadelphia anderson the name i don't remember uh oh justin anderson. justin anderson and yeah. and he shot 45 percent from three mm-hmm. and, and he said well he's a 3d prospect and he stopped you right there and said no, no 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 justin anderson shot is toe and toe with uh andrew robertson and i remember yeah. listening to that and i said what like yeah are I you remember, crazy 45 yep. percent. Right. i mean sam knows and if sam says mm-hmm. that poku has the chance to be great even if that doesn't happen because he says that he has a lot of variance in the outcome. But mm-hmm. when you have a player that after a year in the NBA, you say he has the chance to be great, then you don't draft him uh, between 15 and 20. Mm-hmm. You just don't. If he has a chance to be great and great means a player that will change to some degree the course of the franchise, then you draft him between yep. 5 and 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has that chance. Yes, yeah, he has. Uh, okay, let's go to our next player. Who do you think is next? Who would you say has like the next highest value? It's not Teo, probably. It's, it's is it Darius? Maybe, maybe yes for this year. Yes. Ty Jerome? Yeah, I was... Th- I was uh, first of all, I, f- I completely forgot about Baisley for a second. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Ba- Kenrich? Kenrich is too old. Kenrich is worth like... What's he worth? A protected... A top 20... Top 25 protected what pick. pick. What pick range in this draft? Last five. Yeah, twenty five or below. Mm-hmm. Sure, something like and that. And it makes sense. Like, if the, like the Clippers could use him. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't know. Like, if if it's twenty five, that's probably too high of a price to pay for him. There hasn't been, and I haven't watched a ton of these guys, so I can't pretend. But there's not anybody in, the, unless you're just like, let's just swing on Brandon Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, he's supposed to be a lotto pick, had a horrific year at Kentucky, but maybe he's there. Or maybe like a Josh Christopher or somebody like that where you're just like, okay. Like they were supposed to be there in the lottery, but they're not for some reason. Let's just take them and see what happens. Usually those guys don't work out. Yeah. Um, Usually everybody's pretty much right on those type of players. Um but like yeah, but there are some sharp. Euro there are some Euro guys like Perkachin and guys like that that may be worth a pick. Um yeah. so to me between twenty-seven and thirty-two, which is the same range where Ty Jerome is, yeah. which is basically where he was drafted. And mm-hmm. to me he last season showed that he can retain that kind of value. I'm not sure that he is worth more. Maladon, I mean, the, the the year he had was okay. And he's extremely young. Extremely young. Um, I'm not ready to say that he's not worth more than that, but he's close. Uh, like, to me, many teams could recognize that Maladon can be better in a year from now, but no one will be willing to pay to see if that makes sense. Yeah. Like you just like, pass the hand on Melon. It's not um it's not the poker hand where you just put everything in. It, it's not mm-hmm. that you're going to see. Um so to me is um is weird. And probably if you have a second round pick, yeah, sure. Um the first one, yeah, I'm not sure. Because like for Ty Jerome and, and Kenrich, if you are a good team, I'm sure that you can make a case that they will help you. But with Maladon, yeah, they can shoot. They can both shoot. Yeah, like definitively. Yeah. But with Maladon, I mean, he won't help a good team, and rebuilding team will not will just not pay for him. 
Maybe next year they will, but this one yeah. it's probably worth a second round there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Basically, what, about base? what is base? No good team will pay for him. I think it's the, in the same ballpark as Maladon, to be to be honest with you. I wouldn't for, I wouldn't pay a first for base just to see if he improves. Yeah, I mean you could make the case that like the Rockets have twenty pick twenty three and twenty four. Like maybe they might have want to have that. <laughs> you're just out. No, I'm not out. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that base next. Oh, you're kind of out. You're kind of out. No. But, like, suppose that you are selling something at the market. Like, yeah. would you be able to sell, to sell him for a first? No. Like, like, who wants to pay? Like, they can say, yeah. like, really? That's that true. guy? He just, mm-hmm. he was the worst. Like, Shea had a negative on-off rating with him, and without him, he was plus 12. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to sell me on? The upside? Yeah. Yeah, I think the, I think if you're the Thunder, you just try to up his value over the course of the next year. Oh yeah, and see if he gets better. Yeah, but to me, second rounder. Yeah, well, of course you, you 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 can you can do that. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Uh, okay, I would say like Isaiah Roby, not worth anything. I would say. Nope. Uh, Tony Bradley, not worth no. anything. No. Jalen Horde, no. Deck, no. Heck yes. Josh. Deck, yes. What? I don't know. Deck is weird. <laughs> yeah, he's weird. Why? And he's worth, I mean, what in the world would anybody want to pay for like this throwback? I want to back you down from the three point line. Like, I don't know. He's just a strange player in this. Era of the NBA. Well, the Clippers want him, wanted him before, so maybe who knows? I know, but they want to. They want to spend the. What do they have the twenty fifth? No, pick? I'm, I'm talking about the second rounder as well. The fiftieth, the pick, the fiftieth yeah, pick of course, of for that. the from the seventy sixers. Yeah, why not? Yeah, and then if you're the Thunder, you're like, why? Like we have fifty five because we saw yeah. that that because we are paying him. And we don't know to me it's it doesn't make any sense. Um in the chat yeah. they are talking about Kemba. Yeah, Kemba is a Thunder player. We should mention him. Yeah, Kemba's worth negative picks right now. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? That I don't know. He was just he was just traded for negative picks. That that doesn't mean that What happened? I, you think I, Sam is just a better negotiator than... Uh, no, no. But when you make a trade, there might be someone that is not ready to trade at that at that moment in time. True, true, so true, true, true. take true. the two LA teams. Take yep. the Lakers. Another Zach Lowe reference. Yes. That these two LA teams are going to be sniffing around him. Yes. Let, suppose that that is true. Um, suppose that Dennis really asks for 20. Are oh, he's asking, baby. He's asking. Yeah, suppose that there is at least one team that is willing to give him 20, which may be the Mavs, which may be the Heat, which may be, who knows, um, the Knicks, even 15, 16, 17, something in that range. It's not impossible for me to see that. And if you are the Lakers, do you really want to play without a point guard? No. You don't. What's the trade? What's the Lakers trade? Uh, well, a sign and trade. I was thinking just a sign and trade where Dennis gets 20 plus and you maybe put something on top of him and you reach the threshold. A trade where you just basically sign and trade Dennis and you add salary enough to where the, main, the, the trade works financially. Yeah. You, you don't get basically anything, maybe mm-hmm. a second rounder or something like that, but you get a shorter deal and you can acquire like whatever the other team wants to like Porzingis for nothing I would rather I would much rather have Porzingis than have having Kemba yeah I'm not sure if Dallas prefers to have Schroeder and not Porzingis I think would be extremely stupid but if they want like fine um, a trade like that where you don't get anything more 
but you rework his salary. Another could be Kennard plus Beverly. Yeah. Something like that. Well, you cut immediately Beverly and you keep Kennard. Kennard alongside yeah. Shea would probably be taking a lot of trees. You may re-up his value a bit and trade him next year or in two years or just keep him. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I don't cut Beverly. I, uh, I, I keep him here and I give him the wrong address to the practice facility. <laughs> no, I tell I, him that we're playing games in Norman now. I don't think that he can touch base in OKC, even for one second. He will do the Ariza stuff. And you can trade him. Like There will be teams yeah. in March next year and say, well, we, we really miss a defender and Pat Beverly is there. He's clearly in shape. The Ariza thing almost worked for Miami. Why not? Second round. No, no, no. My, my goal is to keep him out of the league by keeping him on this team and just never letting him okay, play. Okay, that's again. fine. That's my goal. But I think that you can trade Kemba. Not for a first. Very, yeah. It's extremely unlikely. But if you trade like Kemba and Kenbridge to the Clippers... Yeah, that's great. That's you great get the them. first one pick that you want. Yeah, you can you have yeah, absolutely you can have get first, the first one pick. Sure. If that is a role. But with Kenrich alone, no. With Campbell alone, no. With the both of them, yes. Mm-hmm. And that is still part of the Steven Adams deal. True. You can call that you can call that part of your Steven deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> That's so interesting. Uh, okay. Is there anybody else that we're missing on the roster that's worth anything? I don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Muscala. Mike. He's expiring. He's yeah. not on the roster. Do you think he'll be back. back? Dude, I would be shocked if he wasn't. Because of I'd the be tears of joy slash sadness. It. He loved it. He loved it here. Yeah. Why would you leave? For more money. I don't, and, if and if you're the Thunder, why would you? Why would you let him go? Because for you don't want money. to pay I mean, more maybe. money. Who cares, man? This is monopoly money right now with the Thunder. Who cares? Clay Bennett may disagree, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Pay the man. Pay the man. Let him stay. Yeah, I agree. All right. That's all we got. Hope you guys have. A great rest of your 5th of July. Be sure to tune in on Wednesday with me and Alex Spears. Also, leave us a five-star rating. If you haven't done that yet, listen to our podcast week in week out. Go leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. That would help us quite a bit. Uh, appreciate you guys. 